Father God, we just come before you tonight. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful night that we can be outside and enjoy the weather. Lord, tonight as we talk about trust, I pray that you would just help us to trust you more. Lord, sometimes that doesn't come that easy for us as we doubt and fear and worry. But Lord, that is where the blessing is when we trust you fully. So Father, tonight I just pray that you would just speak to each one of us in areas where we can trust you even more because you are worthy and you always have our best interests in your heart. So Father, we love you and we lift you up tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this is going to be quick because it's hot and we're going to be hungry and eating here soon. But the Lord, I find, speaks to me almost weekly about trust. And I'm like, I trust you, God. I trust you. And then he's like, well, what about this? Or why were you worrying about that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I trust you now, God. Now that you've showed me, I trust you now. And that's just a constant. I don't know if you're like that, but my walk with the Lord is just a constant reminder of him going, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Right now we have our house on the market. We're trying to move to Erie to be planted here. Our kids are already enrolled in school, um, and they start next week. So my plan was, sweet, we'll sell our house this summer, and we'll be moved in just in time for school to start. Well, our house is still on the market. And so what seems to be a really good plan, right? You guys agree my plan would have been really good, right? (laughs) It's a good plan. But you know what? Our plans aren't always God's plans. And I don't get it. I think it's a great plan. But he has something in store for us that maybe I can't see right now. And I just have to trust that. So whatever area you can apply that to, let's trust him. It's not always easy. It doesn't make sense. But that's where the blessing is. Amen. So I just have some scriptures I want to read through just to build our faith. Um, Habakkuk 3:17 through 19 says, Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation, the sovereign Lord of my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. So I don't think any of our situations are quite that bad. That was pretty bad. Everything's barren and empty. And even if it is, he said, I will trust in the Lord. I will rejoice. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. Psalms 18, 19 through 24. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. For I have kept ways of the Lord. I have not turned from God to follow evil. I have followed all his regulations. I have never abandoned his decrees. I am blameless before God. I have kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocence. And the good news for us, guys, is that when Jesus died and the veil was torn, even though we don't feel innocent, we don't feel righteous or holy, he says, you are, we are, because of who he is and what he's done. And it says that he rewards us for doing right. Isn't that wonderful? Like when our kids do something right, we want to reward them. The Lord's the same way. He's like, yes, you did it. You trusted me. That's awesome. And he rewards us. Nahum 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to them who trust him. What more would we want as a Christian, right, than to be close to our Father? So one thing that the Lord's been speaking to me, I did a Bible study, um, a Beth Moore Bible study on the book of Daniel. And ever since I did that, 
I guess it was during the winter time, the Lord started speaking to me about the word resolve. And I'm like, I don't really, like I've heard it obviously, but I don't know that I know exactly what that means. And since then, he's just been speaking to me about resolve. What does that mean? So when you're a Christian and you decide you're going to follow God, we need to have resolve that we're going to follow God, period. So resolve means that you've already decided before the storm comes, before your house doesn't sell, before the sickness comes in or whatever, you've already decided I'm serving God, period. Because when you resolve and then the storm comes, it's all right because you've already decided I'm serving God. He's, he's awesome. He's got me. As opposed to saying, yeah, I'm a Christian and being kind of flighty about it. Yeah, I love God. And then something comes and you're like, see, Ugh, what the heck? And then you kind of give up and you start drowning until the point where you're like, God, I'm sorry. I love you. I need you over here. So resolve is deciding beforehand, I am going to serve the Lord. I'm going to love him with everything that I have. I'm going to give him everything that I have. Come high water, low water, come sickness, come anything. I'm his, right? So the definition of resolve is to inform, to free from doubt or perplexity as to resolve the conscious, to settle in an opinion or to make certain. I like this one. In algebra, it means to resolve an equation is to bring all the known quantities to one side of the equation and the unknown quantity to the other. So that means all the unknowns, right? Anything that could ever happen to us, sickness, death, turmoil, financial loss, emotional distress, just loss of a job, whatever. If we put them all over here where the Lord is, it's a win-win situation, right? We, we automatically win because we've resolved and chosen to serve him no matter what. Another um, definition is a fixed purpose of mind, settled determination, resolution. This I want to be this. I want to settle in my heart before anything ever happens that he is the love of my life, period. Right? So talking about trust, trust is something when a person is committed, whatever it is that they have to that other person, right? I trust you to start the car. I trust you to make me dinner. I trust that, you know, I'm your boss and you're going to do your job well. You're committing that to the other person. It's a reliance or resting of the mind on integrity, veracity, justice, friendship, or other sound principle of another person. So when I say trust my husband, I trust him. I trust him. I believe in him. But you talk about trusting God? That's a whole other thing because God will never fail me. And I think where the enemy trips us up is because we make our plans and then they don't really work out. And then we start questioning, well, maybe I didn't hear God, or maybe he doesn't love me, or maybe I've just messed up too many times, right? We start thinking all these things, and we've lost our resolve. We've just tossed it out the window because it got too hard. And then what happens? We start drowning, and then we're like, oh, yeah, I need God. God, wait. Don't forget about me. I'm over here. But that's what I, I really feel like the Lord wants to take us to that place where we decide beforehand, I'm all yours, God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you, period. Because guess what? The trials are going to come. Paul, all the disciples, every story in the Bible, they were not exempt from the trials. Look at Job. God even told Satan when Satan went to the Lord and said, 
can I just test him? Can I just tempt him? Can I just do these things? And God said, yes. But he said, he is my faithful servant. He loves me no matter what. Right? Everything hit Job. He lost everything. And at the end of it all, he said, God, I love you. You are mine. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. This was probably my first scripture that I really, you know, everyone says they have. That's my scripture. We all claim scriptures that are ours. This was my first scripture. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. That's pretty easy, right? Amen. He's the one that keeps us on track. Proverbs 16:9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but it's the Lord that directs his steps. So in talking about this situation with our house, we've, we made plans. We got a storage unit. We enrolled the kids in school. I told all the neighbors and friends, we're moving. You guys have been praying for us. Our plans have not changed. The timing may have changed. Not to him, but to me. And so whatever it is, when we make our plans, plans are not bad. It never says don't make plans. It says a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord that directs his step. So if you think you're going this way and the Lord says, oh, you're supposed to be right here, then you go, okay, I'm here. And then you walk. It's not a slam on us. We don't know it all. We think we know it all sometimes, but we don't. And the beauty of being a Christian and being a lover of the Lord is he tells us where to go. We just have to listen, right? Amen. Proverbs 16.20 says, It pays to take life seriously. Things work out when you trust God. Proverbs 16.33 says, Make your notions, or make your motions, and cast your votes. But God has the final say. So make your plans known to God. God, I want to do this. I feel like you're calling me to do this. You've dropped this in my heart. I feel like all the arrows are pointing this way. And you make movement towards that. But listen to God along the way. Don't make your plans and just take off and go, See you later, God. I'm over here. Make your plans. We make plans. We, we listen for the heartbeat of God. We listen to what he's speaking for our families and for our lives. But ultimately, we're all ears, right? We're saying, Lord, what do you want? So that's it tonight. That's just what I feel like the Lord just wants us to hear is to trust God. So whether it's a house, whether it's a job, whether it's your health, whether it's raising your children, it could be anything. We have to trust God. We can make our plans, but God has the final say. And you know what? Every time I've done that, every time we've done that as a family, and we've thought we were going down this road, and the Lord said this road, And it's like, gosh, but we have all our stocks over here. We have cast our votes. They're all over here. And we have listened. This way was better. This way was where the blessing was. This way was where his favor was. So whatever it is that you're facing tonight, it could be big. It could be a life-changing thing like we're facing. Or it could be something small. It could be something traumatic like illness or sickness. Whatever it is, it is not too big for us to trust God and watch him move. But if we're just going our own way, his hands are kind of tied because we're like, I'm doing my own thing. But when we submit our hearts to the Lord, we've been talking a lot about the joy of the Lord the last couple weeks and surrender. When we do that and we trust him, man, that's the sweet place. 
then you're like, woo, I'm that deer climbing those high hills that the Lord talked about in that scripture. I'm sure-footed because I'm following him. Amen? Amen. So let's just stand together. We're just going to pray real quick. And kiddos, this is for you too. When you trust God, there's things that you're going to face at school and peer pressure and friends. And you just got to trust God and he's going to work it out on your behalf. I want to encourage us with something. Uh, The majority of the time in scripture, when it says, trust the Lord, the more accurate translation is, place your trust in the Lord. Place your trust in the Lord. It is an act of will. It is an act of trust and submission. We place our trust in the one who's trustworthy. We've all been burned before. We've all been disappointed before. But we will never be disappointed placing our trust in God and trusting His plans. Amen.